For the annual history fair, Midway Middle School students Emily North, Kylie Keel, Maddie Menard, and Jason Weibel thought outside the box. Instead of the usual research paper or exhibit, they teamed up to create a play. The focus of their nine-minute drama was Don Albert, a jazz musician who established the first integrated nightclub in San Antonio, Texas in the 1940s. After winning first place at their school, they earned a spot in the regional competition. Compared to their performance at Midway Middle School, regionals held at Baylor University proved to be a little more nerve-wracking. Jason remembers the experience. We'd gotten in there, we had everything set up, and we were like ready to go. And then we were, because we had this tiny little curtain thing where all of our props <laughs> and us were behind. And Emily has the opening scene. She was out there all by herself, just in front of everything, just standing there. So there's three of us behind like a four, like maybe four foot, then like eight foot by eight foot curtain, which is essentially a sheet on a coat rack. <laughs> And Kylie is going insane because she's just stressed out of anything. And then we're trying to make sure Maddie doesn't orbit out to the other side. And I was just, I was, we were just hoping they would just finally just let Emily start the opening scene. Emily came up with the idea to do a project on Don Albert while listening to the Riverwalk Jazz Program. She was introduced to public radio programming the way many young people her age tend to be, by force. My dance class got out on Thursday nights, and my dad was driving, and that's just what he chose to listen to. So I kind of got stuck listening to it, and it kind of grew on me a little bit. In Leslie DeVille's classroom at Midway Middle School, she's one of the History Fair organizers, I had the chance to meet with the students. Gathered in a small semicircle seated both at and on top of desks, I asked the students why this story stuck out to them. Emily shared, It stood out just because it was so unfair that they were just put under that every single time and there wasn't really a reason why. Of course they said it was building code but it really wasn't. It was race problems but they never really could say that back then. Don Albert was originally from Louisiana. After touring across the United States with his own band and spending some time in Dallas, he settled in San Antonio and opened the Keyhole Club. Though always racially integrated, the club came under fire after Don Albert moved it from a predominantly African-American neighborhood to a new location close to downtown San Antonio. Jim Cullum of the Jim Cullum Jazz Band and Riverwalk Jazz Radio Program describes the pressure city officials put on the club. A newly elected police commissioner began to try to do something about the mixed race attendance to the club, and they began to do things such as say that, that the building was dangerous, it was, the roof was going to fall in, have the building inspectors from city departments go in there and inspect it, begin to raid the place regularly from trying to trumped up charges, take people down to the jail, and the judge would kind of know what was going on. He'd charge everybody $5, and they'd get out of the jail and go right back over and go back in and stuff. At one point, they finally padlocked the place and said that the roof was going to fall in. So a local attorney, Mr. Archer, he stepped forward, and they began to take this case for the courts. It went on through several trials, and ultimately, Mr. Archer uh, prevailed, and Don Albert prevailed, and the courts said that while there were segregation laws in the state and that you could not sit by side on a bus or streetcar and there were mixed-race restrooms and this sort of thing, there was no law which, was, that would, which would prevent the mixing of races in a nightclub. And so the city was making up its own laws and that there was nothing wrong with the roof. In fact, the building is still there and the roof is still up there. Before working on this project, the Midway students knew about national civil rights figures like Martin Luther King Jr. and Rosa Parks, but had never learned about civil rights in Texas. 
says Kylie. The way slavery was done in America, it was an American thing. So the civil rights movement was also more of an American thing. And we didn't really know much about it. Emily adds. They don't really go into the civil rights movement in Texas and history at school. They just kind of go over, well, the most of the leaders were down in Georgia, Mississippi, and Martin Luther King gave this speech and he was shot because of it. Well, they never really show what happened in Texas that much. Because I'm pretty sure that there was the same kind of tensions in Texas as there were the rest of the country. But just because we weren't those deep southern slave states, we didn't get as much attention as the desegregation went through. But I think the tensions would be worse here because of that. For Jason, this story provides insight into some of the smaller moments and victories that fueled the civil rights movement. A lot of what you hear about segregation is like the main events of segregation. There's still little things that are still part of the civil rights movement that just kind of started quick, ended quick, but they still had an impact on equality and where we are today. Integrated audiences and bands at the Keyhole Club seem even more significant when viewed within the context of segregation in Texas. After the landmark Supreme Court decision in Brown versus the Board of Education in 1954, the 1957 Texas legislature passed laws that encouraged school districts not to comply with federally mandated integration. In 1956, voters had also approved a referendum that prohibited interracial marriages. With this project, Emily, Kylie, Maddie, and Jason broadened their understanding of the civil rights movement and its local impact in Texas. They also walked away with a life lesson or two, says Maddie. Don't let people, because you think they're bigger than you, just take over you and tell you what you can and can't do. Do what you think is right and what you want to do. These Midway Middle School students head to the State History Fair competition in early May. Before heading there, though, they had the opportunity to meet with Jim Cullum at the end of April when the Jim Cullum Jazz Band performed at the Baylor University President's Concert. For KWBU, I'm Becky Fogel.